Hey, good morning. We're, um, we're holding on Yud Gimel Medalus about to finish the first parak. We finished yesterday with um, discussing the name changes of Avram to Avraham and Sarah to Sarai. Um, just to clarify, because Rash, Rashi says the difference between Sarai, Sarai is an expression is Loshin Yochid, is uh, my, my officer. Whereas Sorah, although Sorah is that not actually plural, but Rashi al explains the difference, is that Sorah doesn't sound like it belongs to anyone specifically. Sorai means my, my personal officer, but has no connection to the rest of the world. We're just discussing now the Sorai and Sorah again. If you look at Rashi al Rashi al explains a little more than Rashi over here, that Sorai means mine, whereas Sorah is, it doesn't, it's not that it's plural, but Sorah implies it could belong to anyone. So therefore, she would then be the officer of, um, so to speak, officer, the leader of any nation of the world. We then had this, we'll, we'll go again from the last two dots of the Perek, Yudgimadamadadus, Tony Bar Kapora. The last two dots. Bar Kapora taught, Kodakere le Avraham Avram. Anyone who, who reads, he calls Avraham, he calls him Avram by his former name, Over Ba'ate transgresses a positive commandment, Shanem, as it says, Behayashim Cha Abraham, and your name shall be Abraham. There's a positive, this is interpreted as a positive commandment, that you, sh- from now on, your name shall be Abraham. Rabbi Yezah, adds, Over Belav. If a person calls him Avram, he's also transgressed a Lotase. Shanem, as it says, Velayikari Oed Eshim Cha Abraham, and your name shall no longer be called Avram. Ask the Gemara, So based on that, then, are you going to tell me somebody who calls Sarah, Sarai, he calls her by her former name, are you going to say the same thing, that they've also, they've transgressed uh, an Avera? So answers the Gemara, no. Because, There it was HaKadosh Baruch was saying to Abraham, not to the rest of the world, with an instruction to him, Sarai Ishtachah, Sarai, your wife, you shall no longer call her name Sarai, ki because from now on her name is Sarai. He was saying to, to, um, to Abraham, this is her new name, but not to say that no one else, you can no longer call her by her previous name. Ask the Gemara, what about with Yaakov? If you call him by his former name Yaakov as opposed to Yisrael, Hachinami, is it going to be the same thing? Is there going to be any Avera? Answers the Gemara, Shani Hotam, it's different over there. The Hoda Ahadre Kara, because the Posig itself, as we said earlier on the Omad, the Posig itself calls him once again by his earlier name. The Chsev is the right to Ayem, Erekim, the Yisrael, and Hashem said to Yisrael, Bamaris Halayla, Halayla, in the, um, the visions of the, of the night, Vayoma, and he said, Yaakov, Yaakov. This was after having changed his name to Yisrael, HaKadosh Baruch was still referred to him as he was going down to, to Mitzrayim. He called him by the name Yaakov. So you see that even after the name change, the name Yaakov still has some, um, some uh, place, um, albeit, as, as we said yesterday, it's Tophel, it's, it's a, a, a subsidiary, but it's got a place nonetheless. Motiv Rabbi Yosi Barovin, so Rabbi Yehissi Bar-Ovin, he asked, the Tema Rabbi Yehissi Bar-Zavida, and some say it's Rabbi Yehissi Bar-Zavida, he says, we say, we say in davening every day, Atohu Hashem Ho'alikim, you are Hashem the God, Asher Bochalto Ba'Avram, that you chose Avram, 
Why is it Avram? Should be Abraham. What's going on over here? Oh, so, so, oh, so the answer is oh, Omale. So he um, so he answers him. Hosom Novi who is the commissary the shvachi derachamono. There it's the Novi which is just sort of setting out the praises of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, what was originally. In other words, as ex- exactly as you said, you chose him when he was already, well, sorry, previously when he was Avram, when he was just an Av Aram, and then, as we say, Visam Toshma Avraham, you changed his name into Avraham, etc. Now, before we actually wrap up the Perek, there is the obvious question which we already raised yesterday, and that is that, okay, we've said that Avram, if a person calls him by Avram, he's over on an assay and a loisa assay. Okay, the pre says it's not to be understood literally as an assay. It's not to be understood literally as a loisa assay because you won't find it in, in any of the many mitzvahs. You won't find the Rambam in his 613 mitzvahs listing this one there. It's an asmachta. He gives other examples. He finds a Gemara in, in a Yumor. It says anyone who speaks to Warren Batalim is over Ba'asei because it says Vidibar Tobom, Bom Vilobit Warren Batalim. You're allowed to speak about them, Divrei Torah, not other things. It doesn't mean, does not mean he's over on a, an actual Ba'asei Doraita. Fine. There are those who disagree. There are those who say, no, it means literally an Ba'asei and a Ba'asei. But no matter which way you learn, whether it is a Dirabonon, whether it's Dairaita, why is it so severe? So you call him by his former name. Why is it such a Shrek Chazak that if a person calls him, calls him Avram, he's over on, on, on an Asay? What is the significance of taking out that hay? So, we already laid, laid down, I mean, there are, there's a couple of approaches to this, but we'll go with the, the, the main one we'll take. I think the, the main one we'll take is something we, we, uh, we already referred to earlier. And that was the Gemara on Daf Yud, where it said that, um, that um, the Gemara there compares, as it were, compares the Neshama, the Midas of the Neshama to the Midas of our Kodesh Baruch And we said there are five characteristics that the Neshama Kaviyochol uh, shares with the Rabbeinu Shalom, those being that, for example, the Neshama is pure, like our Kodesh Baruch is pure. The Neshama can see, but cannot be seen, like the Rabbeinu Shalom. The Neshama it's uh, it, it, uh, it nourishes the whole body like HaKadosh Baruch Hu nourishes the whole world. The Neshama sits for Chadorim like HaKadosh Baruch Hu sits for Chadorim. And there is one, last one I must have missed there. But um, there are five, five things there. So, um, the, the question, is, uh, so, sorry, so the Gemara finishes off and it says, Yovah Mishi Yishbo Chamisha Devarim, Vishabeach Mishi Yishbo Chamisha Devarim Adolu. Let the Neshama, which has got these five characteristics, come along and praise the Rabboni Shalom has got these five characteristics. Says the Vilnagon, the Vilnagon we quoted over there, he says, that shot, because we say, Behibara'om. Behibara'om, you'll notice, has a small hay. Because Behibara'om means our Kodesh Baruch will create a man with these five characteristics. But it's a small way. Don't get carried away and think, oh, we're mamish, we're, we're mamish like the Rabboni Shalom. Yes, we find, I think, I think it's actually a Rabban in this week, Sedra, where our Kodesh Baruch says to Yaakov, he says, you are an Elikim as well. I'm an Elikim Lamala, you are an Elikim Lamasa. It doesn't mean you're a god, that's not what it means. I think it's a message of Rabbi Nechunia ben Akana. It needs beer in itself. But we've got, we've, we've created the set of Elikim. In a miniature way, we... We've got this Chelek Eloi Kamimal inside us. It says the Vilna God, 
But in Halashem, in Parsha Sazinu, Halashem Sigmaduzos, the hay is large. Because in our Kodesh Baruch those five things are much, obviously much, 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 much bigger um, than our little hay. It says that on the gone, you'll notice the Hibbara'om. Hibbara'om is the same letters as the name Avraham. So the Vilna Gaon says the significance is because Avraham is the only one where you actually saw these five middles clearly. This, this, uh, the middles of the Nashon. And we add to be said, how did, how did he achieve this? The answer is by making him small like a hay. When a person says, when a person sort of nullifies himself completely, he defines himself only by the Nashon, then these qualities of the Nashon shine forth to the world. And when a person does that, he achieves what Abraham did. And what's that? With that, you reveal the Halashem or Halashem. You reveal by the Neshama showing its five little characteristics. Through that, we magnify and we um, sort of are an, an, an ambassador to the world to reveal those five characteristics of HaKadosh Baruch as it were. That's, in a nutshell, that's what we said on Dachyot. Now we can understand. If a person takes the hay out of Abraham, what's he doing? He's taking away, what he's essentially doing is he's taking away, he's defining himself by the cook. That's it. Not only is he sort of, not only is he uh, sort of um, shunning the light of the Neshama, he's shunning the light, the, the ultimate light of the Rebbe on the Hal Hashem. And if you think about it, that's exactly what we're saying in that apostle. The destruction is not really to our Kodesh Baruch. We don't change our Kodesh Baruch in any way. Where is the mum? The mum is in the children. We are the children of our Kodesh Baruch. The children have the, as it were, the genetics of the father. We have these spiritual genetics of the Rebbeinu Shleilam. We don't change our Kodesh Baruch when we sin. The sin changes us. But says the, says the Pasuk, HaLashem Sigmaru Zayt. But at the same time, you may not actually be changing our Kaddish Baruch Hu, but you are. Sigma is this the way you behave towards the hay of our Kaddish Baruch Hu? I'm noble, the loy chacham. You're a foolish people without wisdom. Halahu avichos hanecha, who asked the chavayechen inecha? He's your father. He made you. You've got his genetics, and if you, if you are sin, then ultimately you're shunning the light. You're not revealing those spiritual genetics, if you want, of the, of the Rebbe And that's the great significance, one of the possible great significances, in taking away the hay of, um, of, the, of, the, of the letter of the, of the name Abraham. What you're doing, ultimately, is shine, shunning the light of the Rebbe And therefore, yes, Oveh Ba'aseh and Oveh Ba'aseh. There is a much, a slightly longer-winded shot, but we'll, we'll stick with that one shot, to, I think it's, definitely gives us some insight into the significance of this extra hay, which obviously goes without saying is the hay with which HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. The Gemara says the Menachos that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this world, the hay Bara'om. He created this, way, this world with the letter hay of his name, which is ultimately to, to glorify the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Now we will start the second paragraph of Hashem. We've got to somebody who is reading in the Torah. He had a Sefer Torah, let's say, part of the Morachumish, and he was reading through. And just as he got to the parasha of Kriyashima, the Giyaz Malamikra, it comes the time for Kriyashima. Let's say in the morning, 
So Im Kibin Lidoi, if he has Kavana, he has Kavana for the time being, we'll assume that means, although the Gemara will change Pshat, but we'll assume posture Pshat that he has Kavana, that he wants to be it in the mitzvah, then Yotza, he has fulfilled the mitzvah. Now, straight away, before we go any further, if we take a look at Tosus, Hayakere, the top Tosus on the left hand side, Hayakere im Kibe Nibo Yotza. This links back to something we learned a lot earlier. The Yerushalmi Omninon. At the beginning of the second paragraph now. The top Tosus. The Yerushalmi Omninon, in the Yerushalmi we say, Barachos Enon Ma'akavos. That the Barachos do not are not the Ikuva, they don't prevent a person from being Yotze his Kiyav of Kriyashima. In other words, if a person reads Kriyashima without saying the Brachas of Kriyashima, it's not going to stop him fulfilling the Mitzvah of Kriyashima. That's what the Yushalni learns from our Mishnah. The Afalti Because even though, surely, in the case of our Mishnah, we're talking about somebody who's just reading through the Chumash, He's just reading through the Torah. doesn't say he makes any brachas. He continues reading. It comes the time for Kriyashima. And you co- he continues reading the Pesukim. doesn't say he made any brachas before. doesn't say he made any brachas afterwards. And yet the Mishnah says, Yotza, that he has fulfilled the Mitzvah. The Imloi came, because if it does not work without the brachas, then Tikshi, surely we should ask, the Gemara should ask, My Mahani Im Kibin Nibai. What does it help in Kibbein Nibai, if he has been Mechavim. Haredo Berich Techelo. Surely, he hasn't made the bracha beforehand. He hasn't made the bracha before the Kriyashima. The very fact that it says, that, um, the, the very fact that the Mishnah seems to indicate that a person, he reads from the Torah, he Yosef, doesn't seem to raise any objections to the fact that he hasn't made any brachas, you see from here, says Yerushalmi, that even if a person does not make the brachos on the Shema, he will be Yotzer. But surely we learned just a blast earlier on Yudzeis. Maskinon, we came to the conclusion, that the order of the brachos are not ma'akiv. If you say Ava Rabba before you say Yotzer, then we said, okay, Nishkafalach. But that implies, Habarachos ma'akivos. The order is not ma'akiv, but the brachos themselves are ma'akiv. If you don't say the brachos, then it is ma'akiv. So answers Tosus, the Yishleimar, the Hosam Ayri B'tzibur. There, the Gemara on Daphne's base is talking about somebody who's reading Kriya Shema together with the congregation. So Tosus, they Konami, and it implies that that from the Gemara there, Diktoni, because the, the, the Gemara is centered around the Mishnah in Tomid, where Oma Lohem, Hamuna. <coughs> the Skankain Godel says to them, implying he's talking about to the, to the Rabbin, to the Kanim, that they should read Kriyashima. So before we come to the answer of Tosus, we need to understand the question of Tosus. The question surely is very difficult to understand. Tosus says, from our Mishnah it's clear, 100%, from our Mishnah it clearly indicates that if a person reads Kriyashima without saying the brachos, he fulfills the mitzvah of Kriyashima. That sounds, yeah, no question about that. Because it says he's reading in the Torah, doesn't say he made the brachos, says Yotzi fulfills the mitzvah of Kriyashima, fine. So Tosis, but surely that doesn't fit with what we said earlier. Because we said earlier that if a person switched the order of the brachos, that doesn't matter. 
but implying that if you didn't say the brachas at all, it would matter. So surely that contradicts our Mishnah. He said Berachas Hatera, but not the Brachas of Kriya Shema. Well, Yitzhar is definitely not a Berachas Hatera. Avarabah may be a Berachas Hatera, we said. You're, you're, you're on, the, on, the, on the right lines. It's a little more than that. The question doesn't seem to make sense. 100%. Why is there any theory? Why is there any contradiction? You've been yet to the Mitzvah Kriya Shema 100% you don't say the Brachas. What the Gemara means to say earlier is you haven't been yet to the Mitzvah of the Brachas. If you remember, we've said quite a few times from the Rashba that the Brachas of Kriya Shema are not actually Berchas HaMitzvah. The Rashba, which is quoted as an important Yisrael, they are not Berchas HaMitzvah. We don't say Baruch HaTah Hashem Adekinu Melech HaYedom Asher Kedishon of the Mitzvah Yisrael Al Kriya Shema. They're not Birchis HaMitzvah. Says so the Rashba, they are Brochis, they are part of davening, which Chazal happened to put, for whatever reason, they happened to put together with Kriyashima. But they're not actually Brochis on Kriyashima. So in which case, why is there any contradiction here? What's Tosa's problem? It's 100% true. If you don't see the Brochis, fine, you've been yet in the Mitzvah of Kriyashima. And what the Gemara is talking about earlier when it says, if you switch to order, and if you don't say them at all, then it is Ma'akev, that's talking about, if you don't say them at all, then obviously you have not been yet to the midst of the Prophet. Fine. All doesn't mean you haven't been yet to the midst of Kriyashima. The Akhoyim all speak about this. It's, it's a very difficult place, this this. And the, uh, just take out the Shagit Ari, because the Shagit Ari gives us a beautiful Yisrael, and once again, it's a Yisrael to understand how these Prophets work. If these Prophets are not Berkhat HaMitzvah, so what are they? Why? What's happening when we see them with Kriyashima? Says the Shagat Aryeh that what Chazal did was they said when you say these brachas these brachas are like Chazal put them in and made them like a part of Kriyashima. That's what they did. They took these brachas and they sort of made them part of Kriyashima. If that's the case says the Shagat Aryeh the question of Tosis makes perfect sense. How can you tell me if I don't say the brachas on Kriyashima I've been yet to Kriyashima. Dainu, despite the fact that they are seemingly a part of Kriyashima, they don't stop me being yet to Kriyashima. And yet, you're telling me that if I say one bracha and I don't say the other bracha, then it would be Ma'ati. Seemingly what the Gemara in the previous parak is saying is quite correctly, as we said, if you say one bracha and you don't say the other bracha, then you have not been Yotzeh, either bracha. That's the way the Shagat Ariya understands it. So Allah, we don't necessarily say, say like that, but, but if you say one bracha of Kriyashma, let's say I say Yotzeh Ur and I don't say Avarabha, then seemingly from the previous parents we're saying, the brachas are Ma'akveh Zuesu. You wouldn't be Yotzeh, you wouldn't be Yotzeh either bracha. If you say them in the wrong order, you say Avarabha and then Yotzeh Ur, so tomorrow, that doesn't matter. But implying, if you only say one bracha, not the other, it would matter. You wouldn't be able to eat the bracha. Ask Tosis, well, how does that make any sense? If you're telling me that if I don't say any of the brachas, I'm yet to say Kriyashima, even though the brachas are some part of Kriyashima, then in other words, the brachas don't stop me being yet to even the Kriyashima, then culture came, the brachas shouldn't be ma'akev one another, 
Because they're just like a subsidiary being thrown in as part of Kriyashima. That's the question of Tosis. Whether that's clear, whether that's not clear, as I said, the, the main point is, just to take this one year so, that's why I just wanted to bring the Shagat Arya in. The Brochus says the Shagat Arya is, the Brochus become like a part of Kriyashima. So now we've got another piece in the puzzle. They're not Brochus, they're not Berchus HaMitzvah. They're not Berchus HaMitzvah. But what are they? They're like Chazal said, you know what, we'll make them a part of Kriyashima somehow. But, says Tosis, they're not going to be Ma'akib in the, in the Mitzvah of Kriyashima, says the Gemara over here. So what does Tosis answer? Tosis answers, you know what? When are the Brachas not Ma'akib in Kriyashima? That's if you're a single person reading it on your own. Then it doesn't matter. But if you're reading it together with a Tzibur, if you're reading Kriyashima with a Minyan, then, if you don't say the Brachas, then it is Ma'akib. Can anyone here explain to me what the logic is in that? What should be the difference whether I'm reading B'tzibur or B'yachid? If these brachas are part of Kriyashma, then B'yachid, it should work. You should, you should have to say it. And if not, not. I mean, what's the difference between B'tzibur and B'yachid? To paraphrase the, the expression of the Me'iri, he says, um, I can't remember the exact Lashon, but he says, Ein zivorim edu ela so, this, this, these are words of prophecy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, you're, 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 you're uh, sort of uh, hypothesizing it, but it's got no logic here. What should be the difference between the Biyachid, the Tzibur? Look, maybe we could, we could suggest a Pshat, maybe we couldn't. But that's what Tosis answers nonetheless. La Halacha, La Halacha, we don't take on others. La Halacha, we follow the Rabbi Nechananel, it's quoted by the Rosh and others who says that it makes no difference whether biyochid, the tibur, the brachis are not ma'akid. If a person did not say the brachis, he's still being yoked to the mitzvah of Kriya Shema. And that's the first part you'll see on today's sheet, that if a person did not say the brachis of Shema, as we've already discussed, it would not affect his, uh, his, his uh, being yoked to the mitzvah of Kriya Shema, he will be yoked to without the brachis as well. Still says the Shulchan Aruch, one should obviously try to say the brachos, that's self-understood. And says the Shulchan Aruch, when you do say the brachos, as interpreted by the, by the Vilna Gon, when you do say the brachos, if you're going to say the brachos and then you're going to say Shemena Esre, then you should really say Kriyashima. Ideally, you should say Kriyashima once again together with the brachos. So a classic example is, Shabbat morning, if a person davens the second minion, so obviously you're going to be saying Kriyashima before davening. If you're saying Kriyashima before davening, even though you've already said Kriyashima, when it comes to the brachos, you're going to be saying the brachos of Kriyashima. Once again, we read the brachos, we say Kriyashima together with the brachos, correct? Right after Baruchu, we say the brachos with Shema, followed by Shema and Esri, so that we should go with Torah into Tefillah. Because you're not being yet to Kriyashima. Even though it's already after the three hours of the day, it's not Kriyashima anymore, it's just Torah. It doesn't matter. Read the Kriyashima so that you go with Torah into Tefillah. That's the end of that little uh, Indian. Carries on the Mishnah now. Second line of the Mishnah. Says the Tana that between, between one sort of paragraph and another, which will be defined soon what the paragraphs are, for example, between one bracha and another, you can greet somebody if there's somebody there who you have to show honour to, and he walks in, you're allowed to greet him. 
Umeshev, and you can return his greetings. If somebody greets you, it's between paragraphs, you can return greetings. Uva but if you're in the middle, if you're in the middle of a paragraph, whatever the paragraph may be, Shoyal Mipinea you can greet somebody, you can initiate greetings only if it's somebody who you actually have to fear. Umeshev, and you can return greetings, but not for somebody who you have to show honour to. Dibre Rabbi Meir, these are the words, that's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda, Meir Rabbi Huda says, for Emsa, in the middle of a paragraph, Shoel, Mipnei you can greet somebody, you can initiate greetings only if you fear him. Umeishev, Mipnei but he goes one stage lenient, more lenient in each of these cases, if you're returning greetings, if somebody's already greeted you, you can return greetings even if it's somebody who you don't have to fear, but you have to show honour to. Uva parokim, and between paragraphs, shayel mipinei akovod, you initiate greetings if it's somebody you have to honour. Umeshev shalem lekolotov, and you can return greetings, if you're between paragraphs, you can return greetings to anyone whatsoever, even if it's somebody you don't have to show any honour to. If you take a look at Rashi, just the one Rashi here, shayel, um, sorry, mipinei ayero, Rashi Dibar Maschem Mepinei Ayera. It's about halfway through the Rashi's on the Mishnah. Mepinei Ayera. The end of a line. says, Rashi, what's Mepinei Ayera? Odom Shuhu Yorei Meponov. We're talking about somebody who you're afraid of him. Shaleya Argeyu, that you shouldn't kill him. Avol Mepinei Akovay Doi. But if it's somebody you just have to show honest to, says Rashi, then you wouldn't be able to greet him. So Rashi says, what's Mepinei Ayera? Somebody who you're so afraid of him, he could kill you. So, no, you're looking... Uh, it's more than just being a problem of being rare. If it's... Oh, if it's Pekuach Nefesh, the Roshanim asked this question. If it's Pekuach Nefesh, what's the harm of minute that you shouldn't be able to? If this guy comes and points a gun at your head... Sorry, I'm in the middle of saying Kriyash and I can't greet you. I mean, it's, obviously, it's Pekuach Nefesh. Yeah, we say, but Mokhem, but Mokhem, which is Nezek is Shriach, it doesn't help you. So, um, so, because of that, the Rishonim, the other Rishonim say, not all Rishonim say, Yira means somebody you have to fear, like your Rebbe, your parents, somebody, it's similar to Kovic, Melech, somebody you have to, that you have fear of. Not about somebody who's going to kill you. Then if you think of the, the Rambam, the Rambam, I think, in Pirish Amish Night, it's similar to Rashi as well. He says, it's about an anot. Somebody who can come, a highway robber. Maybe there's not Pekuach Nefesh there. So maybe the Raman's not quite... We will see Be'ezus Hashem later on in the Gemara. This question is going to be sort of exagger- is going to be exaggerated further by the Gemara, which seems, clearly does not seem to go with Rashi. There are various answers suggested for Rashi, but... Yes, obviously there, 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 will, there will be... Spencer Hashem, when we get to stuff your dollars, we'll see, we'll, we'll, the question will, be, will come up again, but for the time being, we'll just sort of leave, leave, it, uh, leave Rashi sort of hanging. Okay. Does Rashi mean spiritual? I don't think so. It doesn't sound so, so, so much like it. Yeah. Um. It, it, I mean, it would be a, a tremendous chiddush to say that's... That's what, what, what Rashi means. 
I mean, you'd expect, in Rashi, the Messiah should expect him to, to sort of spell that out. In Rashi, they tell what's his option there. It'll come up, it comes up again. Yeah, you'd expect to show you game normally means physical, physical harm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll see if we, if we answer it at a future date. No, 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 we haven't answered Rashi. There are, there are various, our friends suggest, suggest various answers. They came out, all the Shonim reject Rashi because of this question. They reject Rashi. We'll, 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 for the time being... Oh, of course, of course, Rashi, Rashi knows what he's We'll see, because on Daphne Dalad, the question, may, maybe we'll be able to get a better, a better answer when we come to Daphne Dalad, because there, there's a Raya to Neged Rashi. On Daphne Dalad, that's where we really have to answer for Rashi, because there's a Raya from the Gemara, which seemingly doesn't support Rashi. So maybe when we get there, we'll see, see, see if we can answer it when we get there. No, it doesn't seem so. It doesn't seem to take Kavod Chavar, because as, as, as you said, otherwise it could be anyone, really. Yeah, we don't take Kavod Chavar, Kavod Rabot. Okay. Says the... Um, um, in fact, before, before, before we go on in, in, the, in the Mishnah, let's just take a look at the Tosas here. There's also an important Tosas here. Uva Emta Shel Mepnei Bechudu. Take a look again on the left-hand side. Uva Emta Shel Mepnei Bechudu. Uposa Karabinu Shemayah. Says Tosas, Rabinu Shemayah Paskin. Any place where you're not allowed to interrupt to speak, also People have this uh, this uh, this, uh, this misconception. If you're speaking in Oshan Arkadesh, well then it's not so terrible. That's not really a hassle. Just speaking in Oshan Arkadesh. Says Rabbi Nishmaya, if you can't speak, you can't interrupt. You can't interrupt in any language. And so it is mashma from our Mishnah. Where exactly? I'm not sure. Where is it much from our Mishnah? Can anyone see? Whether, whether it's going to come from the bit coming from Yemen and Yemen, I'm not sure. But, um, okay, but he says that, that, that's the din. It's from the fact that it's, it's, it's learned it's, um, that I feel a bit of even Oshan HaKodesh, you can't interrupt. But with Yerushalmi, in Yerushalmi it says, I feel a bit that if you can interrupt, if you are allowed to interrupt, you're allowed to interrupt even in the middle of a Pasuk. Even in the middle of a Pasuk you can interrupt. Rabbonu b'shem Rav Yosef Omar v'dibar kobom mikan sheish l'chor rishus l'daber bom. From here we see that there is rishus for you to speak about to to uh, to speak about them. About what? Hold on one second. Um, in other words, you are allowed to speak in them. During Kriya Shema, you are allowed to speak in order to greet other people. Which is what we're going to, he's going to say. Behind Nami, Dominum Perakamadiuma. That's also what we say in the first Perak of Yuma. Vidibarta bomb velobitzvilo, not in tzvilo. Bomb velobitzvilo, meaning pirishayemishimim bomb in pinei alkovit. When it comes to Shemona Esrei, with Shemona Esrei you're not allowed to interrupt. Shemona Esrei you're not you're not allowed to interrupt. 
Um, interesting taste of says Mithnea Kovit. You're not allowed to interrupt Mithnea Kovit. What about Mithnea Yiro? Why does it say to pick up Mithnea Kovit? Again, what Taste is saying here is where you're allowed to interrupt in Kriya Shema, it can be even in the middle of a Pasuk. But it's only in Kriya Shema. Bom, the Debarat of Bom, you can speak in Kriya Shema if you, in a case of Hatha. But below the Tfilah, but not in Tfilah. So Tosis, if you're standing in the middle of Shemana Esrei, even between Brachos, you're not allowed to interrupt in Pnei HaKovit. Why doesn't Tosis say in Pnei HaYira as well? Oh, very good. No, it's like Rashi. It could be, it could be that Tosis holds in Pnei HaYira is also, which might some of you may kill you. So there the Mishnah, the Gemara says later on, if in such a case, even say, we say, you're not the Gemara qualifies as long as there's no Pikuach Nefesh. But if there's Pikuach Nefesh, then of course, one would be able to interrupt. So Tosis picked out the Pnei HaKovit. That would be a simple way of learning Tosis. Otherwise, you'd have to say Tosis, he's just picking the first case in the Mishnah. I'll call. Yeah, the whole thing of a Dibar Tobon, that's what we just, we said at the end of the first paragraph, that it's, it's, they're all asmaktas. So it says the Dibar Tobon, the Bon, the Lubit Borin, the Salem, the Rabbi Nechanan says, says, I'll send you asmaktas. I would assume so, yeah. I would assume so, yeah. If you if you interrupt, then I would assume that you are Yotzi, yeah. It would seem like that. Um, fine, so we have, we've learned from the Tosis, you're not allowed to interrupt. If you're not allowed to interrupt, it doesn't matter what language. If you are allowed to interrupt, it can be even in the middle of the Potok. And there's no hesitation to interrupt at all when it comes to Tefillah. Obviously, unless it's to Kwaak language. Carries on the Mishnah. Bein Aparokin. Um, what is Bein Aparokin? What's between chapters? That means between the first bracha and the second bracha. After you finish bracha to Hashem, before you start that's the first bein aprokin. Between the end of the second bracha and the beginning of Shema, that's the second uh, gap. Between the end of the first paragraph of Shema, and the beginning of the Hoyam Shemaya. Between the end of Vahoyam Shemaya, that's the end of Laman Yubu, Kimea Shemayim Ala Oret, and the beginning of Vayomer. And then Vayomer Lemet Vyatsib. And when you finish that paragraph, Aniyashem Elekechem, and Emet Vyatsib. Between, between, all these, sort of in between one and the next, that's called Bein Aprok. That's called between paragraphs, which as we've seen, at least according to Rabbi Yehuda, is more lenient. So, in fact, the coin to both of them is more lenient than the Tzorcha Prokim within the paragraphs. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says, Between Vayomer and Emes Vyatsev, after you've said, Before you've started Emes Vyatsev, it's absolutely forbidden to be Mastic, and that's obviously the way we pass in. You're not allowed to break between and Emes, and the word Emes. Absolutely forbidden, even for Omeni Yishmei Rabba, you wouldn't even be able to. Omer Rabbi Yeshua, says Rabbi Yeshua, Ben Karcho, Lomo Kodmo Pasha Shema Lebehoyah Shemaya. Why does the Pasha of Shema come before the Hoya Shemaya? Tosis later on asks, 
comes later on, I think on, on Yudal, it's printed on Yudal on the base, says, well, so why shouldn't it come before Zayim Shemaya? Which one comes first in the Torah? That, 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 that's going to be the answer. That's going to be the answer. But why shouldn't it come first? Shema comes first in the Torah. Why shouldn't it come first in uh, Kriya Shema? Oh. Answer to this is because Vayome is much earlier. Vayome is then the Pasha Shalach So if you're going by the order of the, of the, of the Torah, then Vayome should come first. So once it says, once we're not, so obviously we see that a muktum umochabat Torah. That's, uh, that's the, the Roshan Tesis there, I think he says. You look at it's, it's printed at the top of your Dalai Zaman's base there. He says, you see from that, a muktum umochabat Torah. And therefore, we're not concerned by which one comes first, which one comes second. So therefore, we're back to square one. We want to know, why does Shema come? Why does it come? Yeah, what's the order? Surely, Vayim Shema, he says, I think he says, because it's Loshan Rabim, it speaks for Loshan Rabim, so in which case, surely, Vayim Shema should come first. First speak to the congregation, Vayim Shema Tishmu, and then speak to the Yochid. So, Havtov. So, answers the, answers of Yeshua ben Karko, in order that you should first accept upon yourself the yoke of heaven, and then you'll be mekabed upon yourself the earl of mitzvahs. So, why does Vayom Shemaya come before Vayomer? Because Vayom Shemaya applies, is applicable both by day and by night, because it talks about learning Torah, the Dabar bomb that talks about learning Torah, which is obviously both by day and night. Whereas the subject of Vayomer, putting on Tiktus, is Uriisem only applies by day and not by night. So, oh, very good. We say it tonight because of, that's coming later on, because of the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, nonetheless. It, 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 it's similar it's similar to what the Gemara is going to say later on that you, you've got Lil mode Lelamid and then Lasis you can't do Lasis before you've actually I suppose similar to what you're saying you've got to learn about the, or, sorry. It's, it's, it's similar it's similar to basically what the, the Gemara is going to say later on it's going to give another reason similar, similar to what you're saying ok says the Gemara Shemami no Mitzvah Tzrichas Kavana we said at the beginning of the Mishnah he said, if a person was reading, he was just reading through a Chumash, and it came the time for reading Kriyashima, what did we say? Im if a person had Kavono, Im if a person had Kavono to the Yotzeh, then Yotzeh, he's been Yotzeh in the Mitzvah. Implying that if a person just continued reading in the Chumash, without specific Kavono, without specific intent to be Yotzeh in the Mitzvah, he would not be Yotzeh in the Mitzvah. Shema Minot says, the Gemara we see from here, Mitzvah Sriches Kavono. That in order to be yoked to a mitzvah, one has to have kavono. And this is subject, if there's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah that speak, speaks about this, and it doesn't really come to any conclusion. Rabbah says that mitzvahs don't need kavono. So Rash, the way Rashi explains it is that this is surely our Mishnah is a kashi on Rabbah. What we see from our Mishnah is why didn't the, the Gemara over there bring our Mishnah as a source? Surely our Mishnah is the answer to the question. Do you need to have kavono before the mitzvah or not? Now, to, to clarify, we're not talking about the Kavana whilst doing the mitzvah, while saying Shema, thinking about what you're saying. We are talking about before doing any mitzvah, 
to actually say or think to yourself, I am about to perform a mitzvah because HaKadosh Baruch Hu commanded me to do so. And obviously it goes without saying, L'Chatzchil one should always do that. As the Mishnah Brewer said, L'Chatzchil, of course you have to do that. But if you don't, have you been yoked in a mitzvah? So seemingly from our Mishnah, says the Gemara, you see that mitzvah suich kavana. If you're not mechavin libo, if you don't have this kavana beforehand, this prerequisite, you're not yet in a mitzvah. Oh, good, good, good. That's similar to what the Gemara is going to answer. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll see in a second. My imkivin libai answers the Gemara, you've got no raya. What does it mean, imkivin libai? If he has kavana. It doesn't mean if he has kavana to be yotze. It means likros. If he has kavana to read. Ask the Gemara, what do you mean if he has kavana to read? Likros. If he has kavana to read. So, Kori, we're talking about somebody who's reading. What is he doing in the moment? Answer the Gemara, no. We're talking about somebody here who is reading in order to see Magia. What people do is, as they're, you know, they're checking manuscripts, they're checking their Sefer Torah, so as they're checking it to check for any corrections, so what they do is, they read it as they go along. That's what he's doing. And he comes to Parshish Ba'eschanan and he says, great, I can read Kriya Shema now. So there he's got to have Kavono Likrish. Now he has to have Kavana Likris. Take a look at Rashi. Rashi says, Bukhari Lagia, on the right hand side, Bukhari Lagia, Esa Sefer. He's reading to be Magia to correct the Sefer, in Miesh Botos, if it's got a correction, if it's got a mistake. Dafiru Likriya Nami Loimiskavi. He doesn't even really have Kavana to read. Do you understand what that means? Why? Now that, 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 that's what Tosis is going to say. Let's, let's, let's see Tosis. Well, you're saying it's Tosis. Let's see Tosis. But Tosis asks, the Kreli Lagia, on the left hand side, who is Bukuntras? She'en is Kavin Nikris. He doesn't really have Kavana to read. So Tosis, Tamo, Akatiyot Akari, but he is reading. What do you mean he doesn't have Kavana to read? So what, what do you think he's doing? Is he reading the words or is he not reading the words? He's reading. So what do you mean he doesn't have Kavana to read? I think what it means is He doesn't read the words like the Adokha and like they're actually punctuated Rather he reads it like they are written In order to to differentiate between where a word is Kosa and Mode I don't know if you've ever seen a uh, Magia when he checks your mezuzah and if you've ever seen him do it, what they do is, as they read, they read it as it's written. Because through that, they can check much quicker. What, for example, Kamoi, Letotofos, the word Letotofos, when they read it, they will read it Letotof, they, they won't read it with, 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 a, with a vob, they read it without a vob. Because it's written without a vob. Or Umezuzos, they'll read it as, without a vob, Mezuzas. It's ri- obviously, we read it Mezuzos, but it's written without a vob, so it's in order... One's with, with a vob, some without a vob. In order to differentiate and make sure, is there a vob? Has somebody added a vob? Has somebody missed out a vob? They read it as it's written. Then keeping Nibai loved after Tosis realizes that his pshat, that pshat is a little pushed because the lotion in keeping Nibai doesn't fit so well. What's it got to do with the heart? Having kavono. He says loved after. 
What it means to say is, you've got to make sure that you read it as it should be read. That's what Tosa says. What's Shatim Rashi? You could just say, you know what, Rashi means the same. It doesn't sound like that though. Rashi just says, he's got to have Kabono. What's Rashi again? He doesn't even have Kabono for Kriya. If you take a look on the sheet, page 2, so we've got printed here, Rashi from Rosh Hashanah. See if you can figure out what Rashi means there. Rashi explains a little more. Kere Lagia, the top, top uh, source there. Kere Lagia. Af Kriya Enkan. When a person is being Magia, there's not even Kriya here. Elo Megamgen. What does Rashi mean? Megamgen means like you slur the words, it's like half pronounced. Sounds like Tosus? Oh, so you could say he means like Tosus. He's not reading them properly. I would have said the gum game. Another possibility is, I don't know if you, how do you sound when you skim something? When you're skim reading, how do you read it? You sort of say, you know, you half read some words. You know, you ever seen people, you know, when you skim read, you don't read every single word properly. You half read words, you read some words, you miss out some words. You're not really reading everything, you know, as it should be read. A similar, similar sort of idea to Tosus. That's what it sounds like. Whether either Peshatis, he is reading the words, but he's not reading them 100% correctly because he's being Magia, or Peshatis, because as you're, you're skimming the words, you're, not, you, you're reading them automatically, you're reading them, but not, not, uh, not with the 100% accuracy. That may well be, that may well be the, the, uh, the, the Peshatis. Okay, that, that would seemingly seem to uh, be Peshatis and Rashi. Be'ezus Hashem, tomorrow, we'll see, we'll see a, a, another couple of Mahalkim in this. The reason why we'll see them is because we'll lead Be'ezus Hashem eventually into the Rambam, but um, we'll see in the Rabbeinu Yonah another couple of Mahalkim in what this point of Kerala is. There's a couple of very, very sadistic ideas in the, in the, uh, the Tamidi Rabbeinu Yonah, which Be'ezus Hashem will see tomorrow.